0: How are you guys doing? This is Car Thoughts with David, episode 27. Can you believe it? I'm almost, you know, just three episodes away from having done a daily podcast for 30 days in a row. To me, that is just mind-boggling. And it's all because of you guys. It's all your fault. Because if you weren't listening to this... You weren't liking them, subscribing, and doing these things. I wouldn't keep doing this. So thank you all for this. I know you were kind of thinking like, oh, it's not my fault I didn't do anything. But yes, you did. You listened. You listened to my podcast. You let me know that there are a few people out there who uh, are interested in my point of view and you're listening. And I appreciate that. I mean, even if it's just my mom listening to it 10 times and, and Tariq. Uh, I don't care. I'm happy that somebody anybody is listening to this, so thank you all um, what what I want to talk to you guys about today is is growth and um, growth and change. and you know we all look at it as you know as we get older, we grow as a person as we work and live, change happens to us. And we're, we, we look at it from the perspective of being victims. You know, oh, you know, my job sucks and I just made some change and it's really stupid and I can't believe they did that. Um, I can't believe they would do that, but I really don't have any choice because this is the direction the company's going in. And, you know, I've just got to keep doing it because I really need to get a paycheck and that's more important, um, which is true. Don't get me wrong. I do the same thing. There are so many stupid decisions made in every business that I've ever worked in, and I'm just like, you know what, I'm just here for the paycheck. I really don't care because it doesn't pay to care um, because I'm not high enough up to make a difference because why would anyone listen to the little guy even though he's the one down here in the trenches seeing the actual outcome of decisions that the people at the top are making so frivolously. Um, And, you know, we look at growth as, okay, yes, I'm growing as a person because I'm, you know, I started out as a child. I was very small. I grew larger. And, you know, I've grown with my education as I learned new things. And now I've got this job. This is going to be my career. And this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. So I really am not growing anymore because this is all I'm doing. This is it. This is my job. This is my life. So I've kind of stopped growing. I don't really need to learn anything else. And I really don't quite frankly have time to. Because, you know, I've got to get the kids off to school. I've got to mow the lawn. I've got to walk the dog. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to, you know, go shopping. I've got to get groceries. I've got to cook. I've got to clean. I've got to, you know, do all of these things. And, you know, we're so caught up in this mentality of having things to fill the voids in our life. And, you know, like, for instance, uh, me and my wife, uh, we have two really awesome, really cool, sometimes annoying because they're actually more like dogs than, um, than you'd think. Because they are so uh, lovey and they want to just curl up and, and, and get scratches on their forehead and and their, che- on, and their chin and everything all the time. Uh, but we have two cats. Well, th- my wife always wanted dogs. And I told her, I said, with our schedule, because she wanted big dog like Golden Retriever or, you know, a Husky or something like that. I told her, I said, honey, with, with the schedule that we work, I don't think it would be fair to a dog to have a dog living with us, you know, especially not a big dog, because we don't have a huge house. We don't have a huge yard where the dog can just go out and play and be a dog and have fun and chase around the neighborhood chickens or whatever. And yes, I do live out a little bit outside of the city of Charlotte. So, so we actually do have some chickens on our property. So anyway, but what we do is we have, um, we have cats because cats are a little bit more independent. They're not as needy, or at least generally speaking, they're not as needy. Um, You know, a cat will sleep most of the day. So I don't really feel like, you know, they're just kind of there guarding the house, just hanging out all day. Whereas a dog's just sitting there like, when's my master coming back? Okay, he's going to be back any minute. I know he is, and he's going to want to play with the ball, and then he's going to want to do this, and then he's going to go to... And I really wish he'd take me outside because I really have to use the bathroom. But it's okay because he always cleans up when I use the bathroom in the house, you know, and... You know, I didn't want something like that in the house because I felt like that was treating the animal um, poorly you know, by not being around to properly give it the attention that it deserved. So we ended up with cats. Um, but you know, a lot of people just buy all of these things to put in their lives to make them happy because they're so miserable at their job, they're so miserable in their life, um, they're, because they're not living up to their potential, because they're no longer growing, because the creative part of their soul is being crushed because they're not doing anything with it. You know, it's like the old saying, <clears throat> if you don't use it, you'll lose it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not true. I don't believe that anybody's creativity is ever um, completely completely shut down where they can't tap into it. They may need to practice and get back into the hang of things. But I don't believe it's ever truly completely gone. And so, you know, there's this part of us that all have a dream that we want to do something better with our lives. None of I don't think that anyone out there ever dreamed of being, you know, a Walmart employee. I don't think that anyone out there ever dreamed of being, you know, a busboy in a restaurant for the rest of their lives. I don't think that anyone ever dreamed of working at a cookout or a steak and shake or any other restaurant for the rest of their lives. Now, granted, if you want to get into the hospitality business, you need to learn these things. So they're stepping stone jobs. They're gateway jobs to other Things. You have to learn these steps to be able to do other things. So, you know, say you want to be a manager of a hotel that has a restaurant. Well, you need to know a restaurant. You need to know that type of hospitality. So, you work your way up to being a manager in a restaurant. You get that down pat. Then you go work at a hotel and you work your way up there. And some people actually do enjoy that. I mean, I've got a friend who. His uh, wife actually wanted to go into hospitality, so that's what she does. She is a manager at a hotel. and that is what she wanted to do. So And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that there is. but you know, that's what she chose to do. So she did everything she needed to learn to do that, which is awesome. And that's the key is finding that thing that you want to do and keep working towards that goal. You know, that's the key because nothing in life can, you, you don't just wake up one day and say, you know what, I'm going to be a motivational speaker or I'm going to be, you know, a general manager of a hotel chain or I'm going to be this or I'm going to be that. You don't just wake up with those things. You have to learn how to do them. Now, granted, do I believe that every path in learning is linear? No, I do not. Because everybody learns differently. Everybody perceives the world around them differently. The things that I'm saying to you, even though they make sense to me in a certain way, they're not going to make sense to you in that same way. You know, you're know, you going to see what I'm saying. It's going to come into your brain. And it's going to be perceived by your life experience. And some of you will agree with what I have to say and some of you will not based on your previous life experience you know as I've said in, in several podcasts I didn't go to college or well I didn't go to college for long I literally went uh, one uh, basically one semester at uh, college when I was 16 years old and I dropped out when I went to take my A plus and my net plus exams which were paid for by Verizon Wireless uh, because they actually offered free courses as long as you passed for certifications, which I wish I would have known that a lot sooner. I probably would have had 15 or 20 certifications instead of just those two. Um, But because I passed them with such high scores and because I actually didn't attend the classes, I just asked if I could just take the tests and test out of them. I actually got a certification From the college that the courses were hosted through, and I didn't even attend. So I literally sort of kind of graduated from college with a certificate without ever saying foot in the college. I've never even set foot on the campus. I couldn't even tell you where the campus is, to be honest with you. All I know is that it's supposedly in North Carolina. So at any rate, you know, I did all of that. And, you know, but everything else I've learned, everything else I've learned, has come through experience, has come through my life. I learned a passion for fixing computers from fixing computers in my middle school, or elementary school at the time. Middle schools didn't really exist in North Carolina. So I'd literally fix the Apple Mac 2s in my school I would fix friends' computers and family members' computers. Anytime I went anywhere, the first thing would be, Oh, hi, David, how are you? My computer's acting up. Can you take a look at it? Sure, yeah, because I loved working on computers so much. You know, the fact that I got to touch other computers that weren't mine and actually fix them uh, was quite cool because the one thing that people think, and I think this might be part of the mythos, of computers and them acting up is people don't realize that even though computers are inanimate hunks of metal and they're not governed by the laws of magic, you know, they weren't designed at Hogwarts, you know. They are actually designed and built by just normal people, you know, that somehow they think that their problems with their computer or their frustration with their computer is unique. But in a way it kind of is because computers get the personality of their owners. So like for instance, if you get a computer virus, you may get the same computer virus that a million other people get, but you might've gotten it from a different website because you don't go to this website, but you go to that website. Both websites had the virus, but you got it from this one. Um, you know, so there's, there's several different ways that this happened. Um, you know, you could have a computer software problem, and because you have software A installed on your computer, software B won't work. But this person has both software A and B on their computer, but the reason that they work both of them work, is that they also have software C installed. But since you don't have software C, only one or the other will work. So there's all kinds of little quirks and nuances that you just wouldn't know about fixing computers without thinking through those types of problems. But really, fixing the computer is no different than doing a crossword. It's no different than doing a Sudoku. It's no different than playing words with friends. It's all critical thinking and knowing where to look. Like, for instance, I'll use words with friends because I think just about everybody on the planet has probably played it at least once. Or at least knows what it is because it's basically Scrabble for those of you playing at home. When you are playing words with friends, you have to put a word on the board and earn points so to do this you have tile that have different letters on them and so fixing a computer is just like trying to figure out what word you can put on the board you have your tile you have your letters and you have to figure out how to put those tile letters in an order somewhere on the board that connects with what's already there that makes sense that is a legitimate word that you can score on in hopes of beating your opponent. So, in the computer repair speak, that would be, you have your computer, you are getting an error message, your board is the internet, and all of your letters are on the keyboard. And all you literally have to do to fix any computer problem, any computer problem, is go to Google type in what the error message is and then you will find your answer. Even if your computer is dead and you're pressing the power button and all that's happening is the power button is blinking red three times and then shutting back off you can go on your phone and type into Google power button flashing red three times and type in the type of computer HP or Dell and It'll tell you, oh, with HPs, this triple flash means, you know, that your hard drive's bad. Or if the flash is too quick, flashes and one long flash, it means that your memory is bad. Or that your memory might need to be reseated. So please open your computer, pop out the memory chips, put them back in, close it back up, and try again. If the problem persists, then the memory is bad and proceed to step two. So all of that information is out there on the internet, how to fix it. There are videos, there are you know, walkthroughs, there are pictures, there are diagrams, there is everything you could ever need to know about fixing a computer right there at your fingertips. And you have all of the letters available and you actually have an advantage over Words With Friends because you have access to every letter, not just a select few. So, you know, we have these fears and we almost become victims in a way of change and growth. You know, we are resistant to them because we feel like only change is bad. Because every time something happens, you know, every time something's, you know, and you'll hear this a lot, you know, things were going so well and then all of a sudden the bottom dropped out and, you know, here I am, I'm stuck, and this, this is happening to me. And we look at it with a negative connotation. But, you know, at the end of the day, the thing is, is we need to take charge in our lives. That's the problem. We're sitting in the passenger seat in our lives, just going through the motions, just living, basically sitting there, waiting for our life to be over. We're not doing anything. We're just going through the motions every day. When what we need to do is say, "You know what? I've always wanted to learn to play the violin." Or I've always wanted to uh run a marathon. Or I've always wanted to uh swim with the sharks. And if you do, by all means, go for it. You're a braver person than I am. I couldn't do it probably unless someone challenged me to do it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, I'd like to go skydiving. <clears throat> you know, we have all of these dreams, all of these things we want to do. Why aren't we doing them? Let's go out there and, and do them. I mean, live a life that when you are telling your grandchildren stories about when you were their age or when you were younger, tell them stories like, oh, yeah, you know, when, you're, when your father finally went off to, <clears throat> to college, your grandmother and I went to Machu Picchu and hiked the mountains. Or, you know, we went snowboarding in the Rockies. Or we went to Hawaii and, you know, went to the top of the volcano and... You know, it was so cold up there that we actually had to wear jackets and and coats because it was so cold because we were so high up on the mountain. Or, you know, we went skydiving and jumped out of an airplane. You know, have things that you, you remember. Make memories. Be in the driver's seat of your life. Take control. Take the keys. You're not... You are not suffering from, you know, you are not drunk. It is your life. Get out of the passenger seat. Take the keys. Hop in the driver's seat and drive somewhere else. Forge that new path. Be like those, those, you know, advertisement commercials that, you know, for sports utility vehicles where they try and make it sound like if you buy a Kia Sportage, that your life will become infinitely better and you'll be able to drive it up the side of a mountain, you know, and drive it up Pikes Peak, you know, straight up Pikes Peak. You don't take the road. You just drive up the side of the mountain. And then next thing you know, you're driving and you're on top of Everest with your car, you know, be like that. You know, I'm not saying go out and try and drive your car up up Everest because I doubt it make it. But the point is, is in your mind Take control. Change your life. Change your destination. Grow as a person and be, you know, excited. Try new things. Like Eleanor Roosevelt said, do er something every day that terrifies you. This terrifies me. Doing a podcast. Saying things to you guys, even though I may never meet you. And though I hope someday to meet everyone who's ever listened to my podcast, that may or may not be possible. I don't know. It depends on if I actually get popular enough and get financial stable enough doing this. But I can. It would be totally awesome. And I would love to meet each and every person who listens to my podcast. But, you know, that's the thing. You know, be adventurous. Go out there, try something new. Do something different. Change it up, even if it's a small change. Use those small changes as gateway drugs to bigger changes in your life. For instance, there are several ways to get to work. You probably take the shortest way because that makes the most sense, right? Why would you take the longest route to work? It doesn't make sense. You don't want to go to work and you sure as heck don't want to be in a good mood when you get there because you know once you get there, all that goodwill that you've built up towards the day is going to be deflated by the time you get to work. And you're like, well, I had such a great and joyous ride to work, but now I'm at work and it's Monday. <clears throat> and I believe I, uh, Toph Evans said this, um, if you're working all week just to get to the weekends, you're not really living. And I paraphrased it and I apologize uh, that I paraphrased it. I don't have the book at hand because obviously I'm driving. And trust me, I have seen people reading books. I saw a guy on the freeway shaving. And you may think instantly of shaving with an electric razor. No, I'm talking about shaving circa like 1800s with a straight edge razor. You know, like you see the guys in the barber shops with the little curly mustaches. You know, hello, Mr. Tom, you know, time for your shave. You know, let me get the blade ready for you. You know, that type of thing. Where if you hit a pothole, you slit your throat. You know, I've seen people do that. I've seen women putting in eyeliner before. So, you know, I don't have the book handy, so I apologize. But that's the best I could do on short notice. And, um, and yeah, so that is, you know... What it is, is, is go out there and do little things. Don't try and move the mountain. You know, try and move the stones. Confucius said that the man who moves a mountain starts by clearing away the small stones. And that is what I'm asking you to do. That is what I'm challenging you to do. Is to get out of that passenger seat Get out of that car that's driving you to somewhere you don't want to be. And you're only going that way because that's the only way you think you can go. And go out there and hop in that driver's seat. Kick out that autopilot and go out there and do something extraordinary. You don't have do huge things to change the world. You just have to do right things. Look at, um, you know, look at all of the great leaders in history. I mean, look at Nelson Mandela. He spent 20, over 20 years in prison. And when he got out, he thought of nothing else but helping others and bringing together his nation, You know, as he was recently elected to be the president of South Africa, that he did whatever he could to help better the lives of not just his people, but of the very people that had imprisoned him. He changed the world, and he is forever known as probably one of the greatest leaders of the 20th century. Because he did the right thing it's not about doing the big thing it's about doing the right thing and that is the key Um, that is the key that if you want to change the world that is the most important mantra that I can bestow you with and the rest of it will come easy but okay, so maybe you're saying, well, David, I'm not out to change the world. I just want to have a better life than, than the day I had before. I want to continually improve. Okay, what's stopping you? Start improving now. You can't live beyond your potential if you're not trying to find out what your potential is. You need to test the waters. You need to try new things. You need to say, okay, I'd like to... I'd like to be a musician. Okay. You can't be a musician if you don't have a musical instrument. You can't be a musician if you don't have the equipment. You can't be a musician if you don't have sheet music. Or go on YouTube and find tutorial videos and and take training lessons. And and you can do all of this for free, except for buying the instrument, of course. Unless you have a a friend that has one that's willing to loan you. But at any rate... What I'm saying is is you have to actually invest and try that thing to know if it's something that you're good at, if it's something you can do, and most importantly, if it's something you want to do. You know, my sister, it always used to annoy me because my parents always did things for my sister. You know, let her do whatever she wanted as far as taking lessons. And she never stayed with them. She never committed to anything. Um, you know, she wanted to be a gymnast. Because we got to meet Mary Lou Retton uh, when when we were kids, right after she won the gold medal in the Olympics. Um, you know, she wanted to be going to jazz dance. She wanted to go into tap dancing. She wanted to learn how to play piano. She wanted to do all of these things, tons and tons and tons of things. And my parents always gave her, you know, went and got her lessons and sacrificed to do that. Whereas if I asked her something. <clears throat> I didn't really get that, you know, but of course she was the, the youngest, so, you know, they generally get more of the attention, because they're the youngest, they're the newest kid, and so, I kind of resented that, but in a way, you know, it's kind of what you need to do in life, you need to be curious, you need to be like, oh, that looks cool, let's try it, oh, yeah, I'm eh, not a big fan, that looks cool, let's try it, and that's the kind of curiosity we need to have. As adults, no one no one said, and I guarantee you, you will not find this written in any book that's serious that says that when you grow up, you have to stop being curious. The only book that I know of that says something is, When I was a child, I thought like a child, I spoke like a child, I played like a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. It says childish, not new, not curious, not different. It says childish, and that's the only reference I know of that has anything to do with the transition, um, you know, and, and stopping doing certain things once you grow up. So, yeah, you might not play dodgeball as an adult even though it's a legitimate sport and there's actually a world championships of it and there's actually international teams of dodgeball and they'll probably be an Olympic sport before long but for the rest of us most of us don't play dodgeball at the age of 40 you know know, once we're done with preschool or the third grade you know that's kind of not really a big thing anymore so you know Just be curious. Be willing to change. Be willing to try new things. You never know. You might find the very thing you're looking for it has been there all your life. You just didn't ever have the courage to try it. So my challenge to you is to try something new. Try something different. And let it change you. And then try something else. And let that change you. And keep doing it. And this time next year, listen to this episode again. <clears throat> and then write about it on my Facebook page. You know, a year, well, even do t- do three months. Do the end of the year, December. In December, listen to this podcast again. And then go on my Facebook page or go on my Twitter and send me a message and tell me how much you've changed. How much you've grown as a person since you've done this. So with that, I'm going to leave you to it to get started. So, thank you very much for listening and car thoughts out. Hey everybody, David here from Car Thoughts with David and I just want to share some information with you. You guys have heard me talk about finding your way, finding your path and starting your journey. Well, if you have decided that you want to start your own podcast, you might be thinking, "Well David, that's great, but what do I do?" How do I do this? You know, what works? What doesn't work, right? Well, I wrote a book. Because you can go back and find my episodes where I talk about all this stuff and listen to them. And that's all well and good. But sometimes it's easier just to have it in print where you can just see it, right? So, I wrote the book called Introduction to Podcasting. Lessons learned, lessons shared. You can pick it up on Amazon on Kindle for 99 cents. Less than a dollar. What? that's crazy right less than a dollar you can pick it up on kindle if you like to have a print book in your hands and you just like the way it feels and trust me i'm looking at this book right now it's really well printed i love kindle publishing you can pick it up for five dollars and fifty cents so you can have a physical copy where you can take notes where you can you know Keep stuff for quick reference while you're working on creating that awesome, epic podcast that I know you're capable of creating. So, by all means, if you're looking for ways, you're looking for advice, Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Share is the book for you. Thank you, guys. And I could not do any of this without your support. So, when I say thank you, I mean it. Thank you.